0: A 92-year-old grandma was spared a lonely Christmas thanks to the kindness of strangers. I'll explain coming right up on this Christmas Day episode. Hey! 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 I wanna march
1: my life away Dance like I'm insane the damn what they say The Daily Detour Headlines and entertainment on your schedule
2: Featuring music by our house band, Quickie And now, your host... Dan
0: Roberts. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to the podcast this Christmas day or Christmas weekend, whatever the case may be. I don't know. Maybe you're a procrastinator. It could be Valentine's day for all I know. I did have a friend uh, that I haven't talked to in a while. Reach out to me the other day on Facebook. And uh, he's a musician, and his Christmas card, if you will, was a new music video that he did. Uh, Kind of a jazz cover of Little Drummer Boy with some musician friends. They were all in different uh, locations remotely. I guess they've all invested in some green screens because in the video, of course, they appear to be on camera together. But I said, that's really cool. It's really pretty. Would you mind if I play it on the podcast, my Christmas Day episode of the podcast? And he said, go for it. That's what it's for, right? And so we'll unwrap that treat together a little bit later in the episode. I've also been doing some investigation into how Christmas is celebrated around the world. And uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of countries celebrating Christmas. So I probably missed something really cool, but I will share with you what I do know and what I did think was kind of interesting. You know, there are some things that are universal. Uh, The tree is universal. A church service, maybe Christmas morning or midnight mass, that's pretty common, But then there are some traditions that uh, are pretty unique to the country of origin. So hopefully you learned something uh, from listening to this podcast that maybe you otherwise wouldn't know. But we'll start with a 92-year-old great-great-grandmother named Nancy Latham. She loves getting Christmas cards, but of course, as you get older, friends and family start to pass away. And so the Christmas cards that she so looks forward to have started to dwindle in number over the years, which disappointed Nancy, but her granddaughter did something about it. She posted an appeal for Christmas cards for her grandma on social media. She thought, well, you know, maybe you'll get 10 cards out of the deal, maybe 40, 50 cards. And she did get 50 cards a day from all over the world. She also got some gifts, chocolates, flowers, Christmas ornaments, and many people included letters in their cards talking about their lives and their struggles, letting this 92-year-old grandmother know that she's not alone in the world. And it has put a big old smile on uh, grandma's face. And Latham says it's also restored her faith in humanity. And that's the kind of good news I like to start every episode with, but especially what a perfect story for Christmas Day. A day for friends and family. And this year... A day that doesn't look like any other Christmas in our lifetime. But many people are getting creative with their virtual celebrations, which plenty of Americans are doing. According to a survey, 72% of respondents are participating in at least one virtual celebration today, mostly because of COVID-19. Of course, there are other situations that keep you away from loved ones, but, you know, thanks to Zoom and other similar technology, people can stay connected in a way that it may not be as personal or as intimate, but it's better than not being there at all. I think even after this virus is licked, you'll see people doing similar things. If they can't be in town, they can still be present virtually. Some people are even going so far as to put a laptop at the dinner table, like save this seat for the laptop, and we'll talk to cousin Donnie or whoever. And this is interesting. 76% of the people surveyed, so quite a lot, say they're going to cook or bake holiday recipes with friends and family virtually this holiday season. And I think that's kind of cool. In some cases, that might be the best thing. (laughs) Some people are very particular about their kitchen. They don't really want any help. Uh, But this way, a fun way to maybe uh, share a recipe and see how it turns out in all these separate kitchens. I mean, that's the next best thing to sharing a meal together, right? If you have to do it virtually. And for those that are lucky enough to have, you know, a big family in their bubble, Christmas probably won't look too different this year, which is nice for them. They're the lucky ones. How about some Christmas stories from Hollyweird where the snow was made of asbestos? It used to be. I just found that out. Someone posted online uh, a photo of a box of asbestos snowflakes. (laughs) It was the whitest and the best snowflakes. Someone commented that that's what they used back in the day for films like The Wizard of Oz or or probably probably It's a Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart is probably inhaling asbestos out there when he's on that bridge. Oh, but, but 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 Joe, don't don't feel bad for Jimmy. He li- he lived a nice long life, yeah. And every time that movie uh, was rerun on television, you know, uh, an angel got its wings, and Jimmy got a paycheck. Small royalties, but they add up, you know. <laughs> I could probably do a better Jimmy Stewart uh, with some practice, but sometimes it goes in and out. Anyway, it is time for the daily dish. I want live in Hollywood. I wanted to tell you about Dolly Parton. Uh, If you're one of those people who leaves Christmas decorations up a little longer than the rest of the neighborhood, don't worry about it. Dolly Parton does the same thing, although her excuse is that her birthday is January 19th, and so she puts up her decorations the day after Thanksgiving, which I I feel is pretty common on a year where I have my personal thing together, uh, that's what I try to do as well, because you can just enjoy it longer, right? And Santa arriving on your television uh, during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade feels like, yeah, you have permission now to decorate for Christmas, start singing those songs. And so Dolly, you know, pretty much celebrates from Thanksgiving through her birthday, which why wouldn't you? I think in recent years, a lot of us celebrate birthday months and I don't do the whole month. I do like the, like the rest of the month following my birthday. Now that's, that's not going to work for you. If your birthday is at the end of the month, you're going to get ripped off. But I hear a lot of people talking about their birthday month these days. And why not? It's fun. It's an excuse to celebrate. Anyway, good for Dolly. I also have some fun facts here about A Christmas Story, a cult hit movie, which means it didn't do very well in theaters, but then it's gotten a huge following. And then eventually TNT started showing it round the clock to the point where those of us who loved it as a kid started getting sick of it. But it is still a much beloved movie. I remember begging my parents to take me to the movie, and I loved it. I loved it the first time I saw it, and they kind of looked at me like, well, that happened. <laughs> they, they weren't too keen on it at first. I think that attitude has changed with time. But here's something I didn't know. They were considering Jack Nicholson for the role of uh, Ralphie's dad in that, but it was a pretty uh, low-budget movie, so they, they nixed that idea pretty quickly. Gave the role to Darren McGavin, who would also star in several uh, of the director's other films. I will tell you something that's not even included here about the director. But until then, uh, I'll stick to the script here. Fun fact number two, someone bought Ralphie's house on eBay and turned it into a museum. And oddly, it's a Rob Zombie museum. So it's, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the Christmas story. Just Rob Zombie memorabilia. No, I'm teasing you. Uh, Here's the deal. A guy named Brian Jones purchased the Cleveland house used for exterior shots of Ralphie's house for $150,000. Got it on eBay in 2004. However, the interior shots were actually filmed in Canada. So Jones gutted the house, remodeled it to look exactly like the house in the movie, even has actual props used in the movie in the house. And as I said, he turned the house into a museum. But, but not for Rob Zombie. That I was just, you know, I was pulling your chain. Fun fact number three about A Christmas Story. There are sequels to the movie you've probably never heard of, you've never seen them, and you probably never should. A Christmas Story 2 came out in 2012. Nobody associated with the original movie uh, worked on that. I think it was a direct-to-DVD release. And just on uh, spec, wouldn't recommend it. Never saw it, still don't recommend it. And I guess PBS made a bunch of made-for-TV movies about the Parker family, which is the family in the movie, including one called Ollie Hop Noodles' Haven of Bliss, which starred Rebecca Romaine's husband Jerry O'Connell as Ralphie. And there's something called My Summer Story. Now, I believe I saw this one, and I thought it was pretty amusing. And, you know, I didn't realize it was a sequel at first, and I figured it out pretty quickly uh, because it felt sort of like the original. It, it seemed to have the same narrator. But, you know, I caught it somewhere in the middle. I was just flipping through cable channels. Remember when you flipped through cable channels instead of just dialing something up on demand? But Kieran Culkin played Ralphie in that. And if it's what I'm thinking of, the old man was played by Charles Grodin in that and the mom by Mary Steenbergen. I didn't think it was that bad. But the thing is, it's jarring when you realize, well, this is supposed to be that family. But these are none of the people (laughs) in that family. And what's the timeline in this? Oh, this is like a prequel? Why is Ralphie taller than he was in A Christmas Story? You know, things like that. And the fun fact that is not listed here that I know about is that Bob Clark is the director of A Christmas Story, a beloved family classic. Bob Clark also directed a movie called Black Christmas a decade or so before, uh, which is like a Christmas horror story. And he's also the genius behind Porky's. Walt Disney, he is not. He mixed it up with his resume. (laughs) Coming up, I'll share with you what I know, what I learned about Christmas and how it's celebrated around the world. Before we get there, though, let's check in once again with listener Julie as she shares with us some of her Christmas tradition. Do you switch off of Christmas after Christmas morning or are you still into Christmas for the rest of the day or oh, maybe the rest oh. of the weekend?
2: No, I'm on it till... Uh about three or four days after New Year's. Yeah. The house lights are still on, I've got three trees in the house. I like that, I just, you know. Yeah. When I was a kid, I left my tree up till like July in my room, I had a three foot tree. My mom said, oh no, it's cute.
0: Well, I think that the first day of Christmas, if you are to go like buy into that whole thing, the 12 days of (laughs) Christmas, the first day of Christmas would be the 25th, wouldn't it? Because Christmas Eve, Proceeds right. Christmas Day. So that's the first day of Christmas. So you should be able to leave your tree up yeah. for at least 12
2: days. Do whatever you want, you know, <laughs> it's your house.
0: Yeah. Do you open presents Christmas Eve or Christmas Day?
2: Our kids are grown and out of the house. And three of them live out of state. And just my oldest son and his wife are here. They'll come for dinner, you know, but early, you know, afternoon dinner. But uh, traditionally, the kids would get to open one present because Santa Claus comes, you know. Santa would leave one in the closet and I'd go for each one of the kids and I'd say, Oh, Luke, he left you something for tonight just to get you going. You know, and they're like, Oh my God, really? You know, cause it'd be underwear or socks. You don't give them nice stuff. You know, right. I mean, I'm not going to bait them like I'm fishing, you know, I mean, right. I don't want them to catch anything yet, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But give them something, you know. What I would say mundane or or pretty uh, uh, benign, you know, not to spoil anything. And then I cook huge for Christmas Day. I mean, hors d'oeuvres. I just love to cook. My mother always made a lasagna along with a ham or turkey for Christmas. I mean, she oh, she made rum balls. She never let us kids have any. And she'd roll them and put them in tins. And she said, "Oh, they got to sit like that for a couple of weeks." And I'd say, "Why can't I have any?" She goes, "Oh, honey." She goes, we're, "We don't drink in this house." I was like, "What does that mean?" They were <laughs> rum balls. I, I ate one. I snuck one out of the tin, and she knew I did it. And she and I, she said, "Oh, honey." She goes, "You shouldn't have done that. That's got liquor in it." And I said, "I didn't lick it. I swallowed it." <laughs> and she hilarious. just kind of, you know, because they're made with rum. You know, it yeah. was very strong. I felt it come out of my nose. The that heat. I never did that again. <laughs> How old were you? I don't know, maybe like eight, seven or eight. Oh
0: yeah. Is this Christmas going to be different at all?
2: Yeah, it is because I don't have the kids here. Yeah, you know all of them. Right. And so that's it's a little, you know, it's a little strange, you know. Yeah. But Next uh,
0: next year will be better.
2: I'm thinking we're all going to be getting together next year for sure.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today, Julie.
2: Oh, I had so much fun with you. I hope I did all right for you. I just adore you to death.
0: Oh, thank you. You hear me laughing a lot. That's always a good sign. (laughs) That's good. Julie, Merry Christmas. Thanks for doing this. Merry Christmas, Dan. All right. My pleasure. Hey, that guitar right there is pretty cool, right? I got to give a shout out to Alexander Nakarada at serpentsoundstudios.com for that. If you are looking for music for your project, he might be your guy. Check him out. serpentsoundstudios.com More music coming up with my friend Vern Lawton and his uh, group of musicians. These guys are pros. You are in for a treat. Vern was my IT guy in Seattle, and he's one of these drummers that can sit in, like they call it pickup gigs. So like if a drummer gets sick in some other band, Vern could step in at the last minute and the audience would never know the difference. He's that good. I, I never understood that. <laughs> I would be terrified to hop in with people that maybe I'd never met. Maybe maybe a friend referred them and you know, you didn't rehearse together. You're just hopping up there cold, and he pulls it off and makes it sound seamless. So anyway, after we take a look at Christmas Around the World, uh, you will be treated to a rendition of The Little Drummer Boy. But Let's talk about Christmas Around the World. It's celebrated in over 160 countries. I will not get to all of them. I'll only get to a handful here. I did discover Christmas trees, wreaths, nativity scenes, uh, church services on Christmas Day, Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve. This is all very common across the planet. Not everyone that celebrates this time of year does those things, but most do. But I want to talk about the things that are different. So let's uh, head to Argentina for a moment. Where it is nice and warm right now. And most people got their Christmas celebrations out of the way last night. Well, you know, on a normal non-COVID year, they would have friends and family over for a late barbecue or something, like 10 or 11 o'clock, and then they shoot off fireworks at midnight. Not everyone. Some people are at those midnight services, but a lot of fireworks are uh, up in the sky on Christmas Eve. And with that late start, you're thinking, well, that's, that's weird. You only get a couple of hours in with your friends and family. No, a lot of people stay up all night chatting with friends and family, probably imbibing a little bit. I'm guessing. I don't know. What else do you do when you stay up all night? And they spend most of Christmas Day sleeping in Argentina. Let's shift our attention to Belgium. I guess we'll take these in alphabetical order. Why not? Now, at Christmas time, the children of Belgium get a visit from St. Nicholas, or Sinterklaas. And he actually brings them presents on December 6th, which is St. Nicholas Day. And instead of stockings hung by the mantle with care, they put their shoes in front of the fireplace... Leave out a little nibble for Sinterklaas, maybe a, a carrot for his horse and something for his assistant, Peter. Now, Peter has access to Claus's uh, book of all the good boys and girls and the bad boys and girls. And the kids are told that if they've been bad, Peter's going to put you in his sack and take you to Spain, which sounds like awesome. I've never been to Spain, but uh, it's a year of behavioral therapy for the kids. So I guess the threat is real and they uh, they make sure to shape up so that doesn't happen to them. Also interesting, you think about television during Christmas time and you expect to see certain things, Home Alone in there. We talked about A Christmas Story. Uh, These are run in Belgium as well. And maybe they show It's a Wonderful Life, I don't know. But they do air one classic black and white movie that I, I just find odd. I'm not sure what the connection is. Maybe I need to watch it. Phantom of the Opera, that Christmas classic, Phantom of the Opera. It's wild, right? But I guess, you know, the threat is out there that you might get kidnapped by Santa's minion. <laughs> so why not Phantom of the Opera as entertainment? Now, Canadians used to do something. I think it's a, a tradition that's kind of fading away, but it's called mummering. And when people mummer, they dress up in costumes and knock on your door. And then they, <laughs> and then they say in a disguised voice, Are there any mummers in the night? I don't know why they're British. Hey, any mummers loud in? I cannot do accents. Anyway, basically, they want into your house uh, where they will sing and dance and I guess you feed them. I don't know if they bring the snacks or if you're supposed to provide them. They've actually kind of uh, frowned on it in recent years because some people use it as an excuse to beg. It's kind of interesting. Seems sort of rooted in caroling with a twist. So who knew? Who knew about mummering? Well, if you're from Canada, you knew about it. In Greenland, which sounds lush and beautiful, right? Greenland. Greenland. Until you remember that Greenland is the cold one and Iceland is the one with uh, the warmer weather and and the foliage, I guess. Uh, Christmas trees actually have to be imported to Greenland and they get them from Denmark. So you got to be really into Christmas when you're importing trees like uh, wine or something to your area. And they decorate the trees with candles and other flammable objects, I suppose. They're not lighting these candles, are they? That seems awfully dangerous. Actually, I think in the days of uh, Charles Dickens, they probably did that. The whole candle thing. Please tell me you know who Charles Dickens is. If not, I usually say Google it, but I will just say he's the author of A Christmas Carol. If you don't know that, Google it. Now, I mentioned Iceland, so let's go there next. They actually celebrate uh, what is translated as Yule in Iceland. And Yule has been going on since the ancient winter solstice celebrations. And the celebration goes on for a week or better, starting on December 23rd and then going through January 6th. And one of the stranger things I dug up uh, during the celebration of Yule is on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, there are some supernatural things that supposedly happen. Cows are able to talk. Seals take on human form. The dead rise from their graves. I hope they're friendly. And there are elves as well. But most people are too distracted, lighting off fireworks on the beach, to worry about talking cows and human seals and elves and dead people walking around like they they just don't have a care in the world. Hey, I remember this place. Why haven't we been here lately? Because you're dead, Harold. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, on that note, how about some Christmas music? My friend Vern Lawton sent this musical Christmas card my way, and I said, this is awesome. Would you mind if I play it on the podcast? And he said, yeah, that's what it's for. You know, we got to share our gifts, right? And so here's Vern Lawton on drums with his friends Amy DeNeo on accordion, Dave McClelland on bass, Rick Rade on keyboards, and Jude Contreras on guitar. Without further ado, The Little Drummer Boy. Is good right now pour yourself some spiked eggnog or some hot buttered rum and enjoy it all over again that's the podcast for this week thanks for listening thanks for spending some of your christmas weekend with me merry christmas to you and i'll catch you next week
2: you've been listening to the daily detour a production of basic bits llc hosted by dan roberts music by quickie and i'm your announcer livet wolf new episodes drop monday through friday Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hey, hey, hey!